The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. It's one of the greatest stories that I ever heard. And of course, I'm writing it up. Mitzvah Shem, it'll come out soon. An unbelievable story that I just heard a few weeks ago. It's a wonderful, wonderful fellow. His name is Avram Ruvain Lokich. He learned in Yeshiva Shatera here many years ago in Queens, in Kew Gardens. Today he's in the Boston area, and he has a Kirov organization called Ma'or. And what he does, he goes to the Boston University and the other colleges in that area, and he tries to be a Makarov, and he has classes and seminars and the trips to Eretz Yisrael. And he told me about this kid. Of course, he couldn't say his name, so let's call him Brian. He was working on this kid, Brian, in 2009, trying to be Makar of him. The guy was not interested in Tefillin, not in Shabbos, not in Kashrus, nothing. He couldn't budge him. He sent him to Eretz Yisrael with a whole group, going at Golfin, nothing. In 2011, he decided he's going to send him again. He didn't give up. And this time, Rabbi Lokich went along. And they learned in Hanof and a yeshiva in the morning. They had some classes. And then they traveled many other different places. And of course, with the classes and with the excursions that they went, and with Rabbi Lokich being there, the kid came back and he said to Rabbi Lokich, okay, I'm ready. You're ready? One thing. That's all. One thing I'm going to do. One thing. But don't bother me about anything. I just want to do one thing. So Rabbi Lokich told me, he thought for sure the kid is, uh, you know, like most Balachuba. When they start, I won't use a cell phone on Chavez. I won't eat any tray for meat anymore. This kid decides he's going to wear tzitzis. Now Rabbi Lokich said, what's he going to ask him? Why do you pick tzitzis of all the things you pick? The tzitzis? Well, okay, listen, if he's doing that, fine. Alavai, good. Starts wearing tzitzis. This was, they came back at the end of June 2011. In August, this kid goes back to his mother in Utica, New York, upstate New York. His mother's not from, and Tisha B'Av is coming. So he says to his mother, Ma, I want to go to the Orthodox synagogue. I want to be at the Tisha B'Av program in the Orthodox synagogue. She said, okay, I'll drive you. She drives him to the Tisha B'Av on Tisha B'Av, and they come into this shul, this Orthodox shul in Utica. As they walk in, there's a big plaque. On the plaque is his grandfather's name. He can't believe it. His grandfather was honored by this. Surely he says, Ma, you never told me this. Your dad was involved in the Orthodox shul? She said, I left it. I went to reform. So I never thought to tell you. I didn't think it was important. And he's standing there and he wants to read about his grandfather. And an old man comes by and he says, excuse me, sir, you know that man that's on the plaque? He said, what do you mean? That was my grandfather. He said, oh, he was such a special person. He said, what do you mean? Why was he special? What did he do? He said, he made sure that every kid in this shul wore tzitzis. And any kid that wore tzitzis, he gave money. And the kids would come in, they would pick up their shirts, and they showed them they were wearing tzitzis. And when this kid heard that, he burst into tears. How did that happen? How did he pick tzitzis? He had no idea whatsoever. He had no idea whatsoever that his grandfather had and Natiya to the Mitzvah of Tzitzis. And you know something? He cried throughout that whole Tishabov, and eventually he became an Erlich HaBal But That was the thing that turned it around. And I want to tell you a Medrash, how this happened. The Medrash is in Shemois Rabbah, Perik Dalad, Oiz Take a look at it. It tells us, Yisrael saved Moshe Rabbeinu. He harbored, he protected Moshe Rabbeinu from Parai. So many, many, many generations later, his descendant, Yisrael's descendant, Sisra, his, his descendant, Yael, killed Sisra. Why? Listen to this. Somebody's makabal on part himself to do a mitzvah. 
that mitzvah becomes part of your DNA. And it's not going to stop even in the future generations. So this grandfather in Utica, he had that love of that mitzvah of tzitzis. It continued in the generations later. I'll tell you a great story. What does it mean when people care for the other? The other a couple of weeks ago, I was in a town community in Waterbury, Connecticut. So there was a father that was making a bar mitzvah for his son. So he says, Rabbi, I want to tell you a story about my son that I didn't tell anybody. I'm waiting for the bar mitzvah to tell the family and friends this story about my son. He said, here in Waterbury, all the kids, they go to school by bus. And there's 10 stops on the bus route. So my son gets on the third stop. And there's seven other boys, always eight kids that get on at that stop. He said, a few weeks ago, there was only seven boys at the bus stop. And my son gets on the bus, the father saying, and as he's walking to the back of the bus, you know, there's a big window. He sees that the eighth kid is a block and a half away and he's running towards the bus. So he yells up front, guys, tell the bus driver that he should wait because, you know, that fellow's coming. The bus driver either was in a bad mood or just was plain nasty. And he said, the kid should have been here on time. And he drives away. Well, when that kid, a block and a half, sees the bus is driving away, he started running faster and he tripped and he fell. So the father says, at the next bus stop, my son got off and he started walking back to that kid because he didn't want that kid to have to walk to school by himself, embarrassed and hurt, you know, that he fell. He said, I'm so proud that he did that. And he says, you know what happened? When the other kids on the bus saw that that's what my son was doing, they all ran up to the bus driver and they said, listen, you got to stop the bus. Either wait for them or make a right turn, a right turn, a right turn, come around and pick them up. And that's what the bus driver did. Made a U-turn all the way around and he brought the kids to school. And the father said, I'm so proud of my son. And when I heard that story, I was so proud of that little boy because that little boy is my grandson. And that's what, that's what my son Avram was saying about his son Eliezer. And that's beautiful. You know why it happens? Because when you have a father who cares, the son is going to care. Rabbi Rafal Shmulevitz, Zichatanik Lavrocha, was one of the Rosh Hashivas in the Mir Yeshiva. I have a son-in-law, Ephraim Perlstein, who lives in Far Rockaway. He learned in Mir for a number of years, and for some amount of time, he was able to learn B'chavrusa with Rabbi Rafal. And Rabbi Rafal told him this remarkable story. There was a young couple that lived in Yerushalayim. They were living in an apartment building. Everything was fine. And then one day, an elderly couple moved to this neighborhood from South Africa. Now, it was an older man and an older woman. They had been married many, many years. The woman did not want to move to Eretz Yisrael, but she knew her husband did. He wanted to live out his final years in Eretz Yisrael. But she grew up in Johannesburg. She had so many friends there. But okay, fine. That's what her husband wanted. So fine. She was a dedicated wife and the Halamaisis. Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Yisrael, and so they moved. Tragically, just a few months after they moved to Eretz Yisrael, when they were just getting acclimated to the neighborhood and to friends, new friends, the husband got sick and he died. Now, there was no way the woman could go back to South Africa. She had already sold her house and sold her possessions. So she was stuck here, and she was in a bad mood. And this family, the Farbers that lived upstairs from them, they had a lot of kindalach. And of course, the kids would always run around as kids do. And this lady, because she was in a bad mood, she would come upstairs many times and she would yell at Rabbi and Mrs. Farber. You know, your kids are running around and making a lot of noise, especially on Shabbos. You know, I'm trying to rest. I mean, the kids were just kids. It got to the point that on one Shabbos afternoon, she came upstairs. She was yelling and screaming at the parents. The parents were so humiliated. The kids were so frightened. Rabbi Farber didn't know what to do. So he went to Rabbi Shmuel, uh, Rabbi Shmuel Levitz. 
And he said, Rebbe, tell me, what should I do? I don't know what to do. Should I tell her to move? Should we move? Should I go to the owner of the apartment building and complain? I don't know what to do. And Rabbi Rafael said, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. You have children. Children can run around. But, you know, as you told me, she's never very sad. She lost her husband. She's in a new area. And, you know, really, this is a Shiloh for Rabbi Yashif because you're dealing with an almana. But then Rabbi Rafael said, you know something, before we go to Rabbi Yashif, let me give you some advice. Try this. If it doesn't work, then we'll go to Rabbi Yashif. But try this. He said, I want you from now on to try to befriend this lady. Go upstairs and see if you can do things for her. Maybe you could set her Shabbos clock. Maybe you could take out her garbage. When you're going shopping, call her up and say, I know it's hard for you to get out. Maybe we can do some shopping for you. Get rubber cups for the chairs so that when you move the chairs on Shabbos, it's not going to make that kind of noise. And Rabbi and Mrs. Farber started going out of their way to become so friendly and so giving to this lady that she totally changed her attitude. And sometimes she would even come upstairs to babysit for the kids. And this went on for years. And when the Farber family got bigger, can I know her? The family grew and they had to move. This lady was crying and she said, the Farbers were from the best friends that I ever had. And because he went to make peace, because he went to ask the Shiloh to see how he could make peace. And Rabbi Rafal Shemalevitz taught him the lesson. You know how you make peace? Become a giving person. Give compliments. Be helpful to those that you think may be your adversaries. Think of a way that somebody who's angry at you, you could do them a favor. And in that way, you win them over. And that way you can bring Shalom. And that's exactly what they did. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.